Father, we just give you praise and thanks. Already for what you have ministered to us, we are so encouraged being in your presence. We thank you for this assembly. We thank you for the fellowship. We thank you for the love. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are the one that puts it together. You are the one that activates and gives it life and energy. It's your presence that we feel and you empower our spirits. Hallelujah. We praise and honor you, our Father in heaven, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and his Christ. Oh, we are just so grateful and thankful to be in your presence. And we are thankful that we have your word this morning. And we thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you. We worship you in no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Awesome. Praise God. You may be seated. Uh, let me go to the first scripture here. Hebrews 4 and verses 12. And it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the word of God is living and active. Amen? Isn't that amazing? So, you know, uh, one of the reasons that the Lord gave us uh, an imagination, right, is because his word is living and active. So excuse me for being here, but God wants to speak to all of us this morning. And because we have that imagination, let's, let's all go to Israel this morning in our minds and pull up, maybe they didn't have chairs like this back then, pull up a rock or stand on your feet and let Jesus himself speak to you this morning. Amen? Because the word of God is living and active. That means those people that he was ministering to, in those moments in his ministry they have no advantage over you and I none because it's the same word the same word the same Christ everything is the same and we can hear with clarity and he has given us faith to believe just like they had so the word of God is living and active what will you do after he delivers the word to you this morning? What will you and I do? Oh, my King and my God. Every time we have these settings, I hope you know what the Lord is actually doing. He's trying to find individuals that are in his body that will grasp that word by faith and make a full-time commitment. A full-time commitment to pursue him. And what does that look like? We're going to get into that this morning. That's the word that the Lord put on me, on my heart this morning. We're walking many times by sight and not by faith. We're walking by sight. And we're discerning with our mind and not spiritual discernment. We're not taking the cues and the directions from the word of God. And let the Spirit of God give life and empowerment to it. That we might step and be creative in a spiritual sense. And be dynamite on the earth. Hello. This morning, pull up a rock. And forgive me for being the person that God is using this morning. And just think about the message coming to you from the Word of God. And then think, when that word catches your ear, enters your spirit, what will it do? They had, they, have no, they had no advantage over us. And it was just 12 apostles that the Lord called. We have more than 12 here. And in the space of three years, somewhere there, they turned the world upside down. At least 
we can turn London upside down in the name of Jesus Christ, right? So I got a message here this morning really quick, and it's in the form of a question. Are you still fishing after the call? Are you still fishing after the call? After Jesus Christ has called you into his kingdom, right? Are you still fishing? Meaning, has he changed your focus and your attention to his everlasting kingdom? And many times, after that call, we're still, we're even sitting in the pews, but the net is outside. We're trying to catch something else. We're not totally committed. And God does not deal with its half-heartedness, double-mindedness. Yes, you can keep your job. Yes, you can still operate your business. Yes, you can raise your children and do all of those wonderful things that are part of the calling while having an eternal perspective, right? That's, that's, what, that's the switch, you know. We're not saying plug out from the, what you're doing, leave your job, quit your business, and do all of those type of things. No, we're saying have the kingdom perspective. And you know, in my case, take me as an example, as a person that has not been preaching this message for a very long time, in, from a ministerial capacity. So I cannot be, you cannot accuse me to say, oh, you know what, he does not understand being in the work world. I do understand being in the work world, because I've been in the work world for a very long time. But then when God called me and told me you're going to be in ministry, my mindset switched. I was still going to work. But it was not the thing that I was consuming my thoughts and my life and my energy. No. Every moment there, I began to think about what God had spoken over my life. The kingdom perspective. Let's look at a few biblical examples this morning. And then make the adjustments in our own life. Let, don't let the word of God be like it is in uh, many of the Catholic churches. Just stories. I meet people all the time and they say they are Catholic. I'm like, what is that? What, what do you mean you're a Catholic? Who is your God? You know? Let's not make the, the same mistake that they're making and turn these, the word of God that is quick and active and powerful into fables and Sunday morning story, story times. You know, like how we pull up the kids before they go to bed and read them some, sometimes it's not even biblical, the Bible we're using to read from. But fables. We are not here for that. This is real. Amen? Luke 5. Let's look in Scripture and take the examples that are there and see what we're supposed to do after the encounter, after the call of God. What you are supposed to do and every man on the planet every christian on the planet has this opportunity so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of god see that first thing they pressed about him because he had a word in his mouth they wanted to hear what he had to say that he stood by the lake of genesaret and two boats standing by the lake but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. See that? He was ministering, understanding, knowledge, was just churning from Jesus to the people that were before him. He was educating them on his kingdom and their positions in that kingdom that he was giving an invitation into. Like he is doing the very same thing this morning and he has been doing in our lives previously also. Look at this now. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, 
we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And verses 9, For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. So you see, they had an encounter. But they were a little bit worried like we are today, overly, about what they were going to be eating and drinking and all those type of stuff. And do you know what the Lord did there? He did a miracle. In encountering him, he did a supernatural divine miracle that provided more than they needed in that moment. And took away all of their fears, all of their doubts and their concerns concerning what they would be eating and drinking and the cares of life. And look what they did. He, he rebuked the fear also because sometimes we're just so fearful to step out he rebuked the the fear in peter and then the bible says that they forsook all and followed him see the the original 12 disciples that he called they totally surrendered i mean we sometimes simplify them because they are fishermen but one thing we know for sure is that they began to follow the Lord Jesus Christ with everything that was inside of them. They left their homes, they left their wives, they left their fishing, and that became their, num he became their number one focus. Now, why are we not doing this in this day and age? Why are we not forsaking all don't leave your job. That's not the point. It's the mindset. Because God can plant you in any station. Because not everybody is going to be like employed in the church, right? So there are always going to be business people that are in the church. Uh, people that are in the medic medical field. You know, the economic field. All of the other areas. Okay? But imagine this. You're in that area. But your major focus is your relationship with God. And what He wants you to do on the earth. You're, you're not there because, you know, you have to pay the bills, right? And you're fearful even that you will get fired sometimes or just all of the different cares and concerns of life. And that encounter that we have with the Lord, you know, in the initial, however it is, might not be a dramatic encounter, it, even if it's the weakness of the Spirit inside of you, that there is an encounter for you. And, you've, and then you begin to look even in your past life and you go, wow, this God that I just got to know has been protecting me, providing for me. I can see that his hand was in my life all of my life. I, I know that I would not even be alive today if he was not keeping me alive. He's keeping you alive that you might come into this understanding and revelation. And then you would make a decision exactly like those men did. That paradigm shift like we call it in modern times where you literally wake up to who you are in the spirit. And all of these things on this earth that has been captivating your heart and your mind and stealing your resources and everything, you begin to put them in the second place. Second place. Because who did you find? It's not a husband you found. It's not a wife. It's not a friend. Think about this. Who, who did we find when we come to Christ? The author of everything. Right? God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. How now can we doubt him? How now can we not surrender to him? 
and give him all of our lives. How now can we see that every fruit, every food that grow out of the ground, he's the one that caused that to come out of the ground. I don't care which source you buy it from, whether it be Walmart or No Frills, or wherever you go and do your shopping. Hello, it's our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? It's because of him. While the earth, why the earth is able to bring a crop. But we have somehow taken his glory, right? And given to governments. And, and people who own companies. We have established them as our source. Because we had to send a resume to a job. As far as we are concerned, the one who hires us is the one who feeds us and pays our bills and buy our homes and our cars. And that there is problematic according to the invitation that God has given us. And it's also erroneous thinking. It's absolutely a lie. It's a lie. God is the one that provides for us. God is the one that protects us. And the guy that you're working for, God is the one that provides for him. And he has a company on God's earth. So we need a, a shift. That we might begin to breathe easy. Oh my. When, listen, I always had a little bit of boldness even when I was in the work, workspace. I wasn't married to Christ like I'm, I am now because I lacked the understanding. But one thing I always said, if they mess with me, I quit because they are not my source. I had the boldness to say that. And God was backing me up. Thank him for mercy. When you're not, you know, when you're not walking in his commandments like you should, but isn't he loving that even in those times he's still he's supporting us. Right? So can you imagine now, after I come to know him, how would what would be my attitude now? Oh Lord God Almighty. See that? I'm not saying that means that we're going to get, we're going to become rude and obnoxious and just run over people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we have such a quiet confidence on the inside that our source is God. And if anything comes to your mind or any, even if a momentary thing turns up on the scene in your life that contradicts the hand of the word of God, you still can believe God because you know that he's faithful. And if we can do that, and eradicate all of those cares and those concerns and all those other things that are taking our commitment away from the Lord, we would thrive in this relationship with Him. And He would bless us in ways that when you're, when you're kingdom-focused, right? When, even when you're in your job, know that you're working your finances uh, from the job, you're thinking kingdom with your finances. Like I'm thinking these days, right? And what do you think I would do? tomorrow if a million dollars came my way you know I'm actually thinking we're gonna buy up a, a building for the church that we want to own so we can conduct God's affairs if I get 10 million dollars tomorrow that's what I'm thinking about you know the, the perspective absolutely changes what the money that you have in the bank, the money that you have in the pocket, in your pocket, God causes you to have it. The talents and abilities, I'm using um, finances, but the talents and the abilities and everything that we have is from him. Why is it that somehow the world system has convinced us that we got it from them just because they taught you the education in school? We're trapped in our minds. God is the one that gives you the ability to go to school and learn anything that you learn and absorb that thing that you might now trade it for money, for finances or build a business or whatever it is. And we have to come back. We believers, we have to come back to that place that no matter who is your authority in any area of life, if you name the name of Jesus Christ, then have this conviction that he's the one that supports you and keeps you in every area of your life. And then conduct your, those relationships and in a respectful way, in a godly way. But know that he is your source. We are supposed to be convinced of that. And know, if you're convinced of that, let me tell you something. You're going to be unleashed to do kingdom business. Because what is it that is holding us back?
Isn't it the cares of life that Jesus Christ dealt with 2,000 years ago? Isn't our master so what a teacher he is? Huh? That he gave a lesson that's speaking to us right throughout the generations. And it's speaking to us in 2022 with absolute precision, absolute accuracy. The very same thing that he spoke of, it's affecting tons of Christians in the body of Christ. And we cannot step out and do what he has called us to do. Like those disciples forsook everything and followed him. And then go read the book of Acts and see what they accomplished. You know, when I was growing up and they had like, you know, they call it convocation at church. It didn't matter the people in my community. They were going to church every day. Listen, we have services here on Sundays and on Wednesdays, right? And I'm telling you, if we did too much, we wouldn't have too many people on the other days. If we did it like too often. Because the boss, you know, I hope you know, over time, we are the ones who push ourselves in boxes because we didn't even stand up many times against those policies that were being implemented at the governmental level and at the work level and so forth like that. Because we were so fearful that if we did not um, support what they were doing, they would have fired us. They would have fired us. I'm telling you, sometimes we need to push back. We need to stand up and push back and, 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 and say, listen, if, if I truly name the Lord Jesus Christ and something comes my way, that wants to take me out of my commitment to him, right? In serving him with all of my heart. Then he has to find another way to feed me. At that moment, we have to say, Lord, this here, this does not support what the invitation you have given me in your word. So I have to come back here and have a conversation with you because they're trying to snatch me out of your kingdom and the commitment that I made unto you. Listen, our intellect, the brilliant mind and brain that God has placed inside of our um, head here, oh my, it assesses, it thinks. But there is another thing, and it's called fear. And that's what Jesus was dealing with, with Simon right here. Fear, fear, what if it don't work? You know, that's how I have so much, um, forgive me if I'm using myself as uh, an example too many times. But it has been my walk. Because when I came to Canada and saw the work system here, you know, I did not, I did not exactly approve of it, if you know what I will. You know? So as soon as they mess with me in the job, I'm like, uh, uh, I'm done. I'm gone. I asked my wife. That's how I got into real estate. I quit every other day. And I said, I had to figure out a way out for this. Because this whole system is, is designed to keep you trapped. Amen? Yeah, the Lord needs some people for the work even that we're going to do here in London. He's going to need people, hands on deck, if you will. Hands, feet, people that are committed to do the work here. And if the devil can put fear in your heart, in your workspace, you're not going to commit. Right? So let's go back to this scripture here. And realize that that supernatural miracle that the Lord did that day, okay, that nearly sank both of the boats, not one. Is that sufficient for you this morning? That you might have absolute confidence in God in regards to Him providing for you and uh, never think about that again? Can you rest that? That is your source and never, ever, ever doubt that again in your life. And if the thought is ever given to you, go back to Scripture. It's in Luke 5. May I remind you? Remind, write this scripture down if you have never memorized one scripture in the Bible. Luke 5. You will never lack again. Sometimes, you know, even if the Lord is taking something from you. Hello. Do you know God can allow something to be taken from you? Even materially. Right? Did God not take everything away from Job? Right? Not only the material things. But his family also and his health. Oh God. God forbid somebody is getting losing their home today. Oh, all hell is breaking loose. Even if it's God that's taking away. We begin to listen. 
If the Lord said, the Lord, buy you a couple cars, like, so what if he, if he says, give someone one other car? Give them, the, give them the car. That freedom. No, we be, we're thinking, oh, where will the money come on for the next, come from for the next one? Fear. We are motivated by fear. You can't really have Jesus Christ sitting on your heart and fear. Like oh, they program us in the um, Canadian system. And I'm not saying don't think about your retirement, you know. I'm not saying that. Do that with your other job. Do that with the, um, the great brain that God has given to you. Not the system that the Canadian government wants to put you under. Right? So that they can make you kick the bucket before you get to 65 and take the money and, and give it away or whatever, or waste it. That's the system they have over here. I hate it. Because I got a better system. The one that our Lord, Jesus Christ, has given to us. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is peace. Oh God, how can you have peace when you're worried about the job? Every time money come my way, and, I, and the devil give me a thought about money, you know what I do? First thing, I find somebody to give some money to. And it reminds me how much I have. And the devil, this is what he does. Shame and gone. Yeah. Because, no, God has given me too much faith. And too many promises are in his word. He doesn't need me to come and doubt him. Not, I'm not joining that line. You shouldn't join that line. Man. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew 6. And verses uh, 19. The word of God is living and active. What is that living and active word doing to you right at this moment? What is it doing? I mean, for those who had breakfast this morning, is it still like doing something in your stomach right now? And causing you to feel like, um, you know, satisfied and energized and all those things what is the word of god doing to you now may i ask you is it building faith and confidence in god is the fear just running out at the door and through the windows or wherever else it can go that's why we choose a whole building like this you know that it might have a, a, a few uh, cracks in the windows and so forth that the spirit might go really quick in the name of jesus amen matthew 6 19 do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. And you know, guess what happened? What I noticed here too. You know, with all of this money that they tell you to save for retirement. Hello. I guess, guess what happened to, to it? I, I, don't worry. I'm going to save a couple bucks for my retirement too. Just so you know, so I'm, not, I'm not against it, right? But I hope you know, most people, and they, they die leaving the whole thing in the bank. Right? They Why? Because they all, everybody thinks they're going to live to see 120. And after they, listen, after they work you in the system, here, in the work world, mentally and physically, and break your body, oh God Almighty, you're not going to enjoy too much of that money. Because you're going to take it and pay medical bills. Their system sucks, I'm telling you. And we have a better system. The only thing is that we're not subscribing to the system that we have. Our Lord took care of the issue having to do with our health and our finances and everything else. So I don't see how I can be, you know, seated in heaven with Christ Jesus and in a position of authority over the wicked one, trampling serpents and scorpions, and then fear on Monday morning. Oh, the boss. Don't, don't turn up late on Monday. Mindset. Paradigm shift. Right? Assert yourself spiritually. And let it connect with your mind while you do so. And go, you know what? It's God who made the earth. It's him that put the uh, precious things in the earth. He made everything. He's your Lord. Oh my God. In this ministry, we're going to walk in freedom and liberty of the spirit. We are going to capture it in its essence. It will be beautiful.
Amen? But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Oh my, let me excite you again. There's an, there's an eternal reward. There is an eternal reward for all, all of you're doing, all of your serving. Every time that you go on the street, hello, and say hello to a person, and speak and preach Jesus Christ. There is a reward for that. Every time that you go in your account and send a bit of money to Heaven's Itos Ministries or any other ministry that is doing the work of God, and the devil is saying, I could do such and such with the money. That there is a lie. Have confidence that you're building that eternal kingdom. And you're going to be rewarded for it. There are seasons when you're talking and you're doing and you're serving. Other seasons you're giving. We're going to be rewarded for that. That eternal perspective. And I share my, my testimony with my son all the time. When he was nine and he was taken to heaven and he came back. And he goes, Dada's house. That's what he said. And poor me, eh? I'm not hearing from God. She's hearing from God. I'm like, my house? I didn't even know I have a house up there. But guess what? The house is not even made. It's a vision he saw of it. This is me building the house now. And this is you guys building your house in heaven. And you're going to re be rewarded accordingly. According to how many souls. How effective we were in the Great Commission. That is how we will be rewarded. Well, no, tell me, where do you want to put your focus? Oh God. The, the words that have the most wisdom to them were words that were spoken by our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Those are words that have meaning. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Listen, it's a popular thing in Christianity where so many people are in the pews but their treasure is something outside something else captures their mind their attention their focus and that there is costing the body of christ a lot of power a lot of anointed people and if you're going to do exploits for God, you have to deal with that issue. You have to come to this point like they did when they, for, when they forsook all and followed him. Let's go over to Matthew uh, 13. Verses uh, 31. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it's grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Who wants to invest in this kingdom that Jesus Christ is the describing here it was like a mustard seed in that time even when he went to the cross so small but look at what it is now who want to invest that's what I, 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 I go I got an opportunity from God to invest in this kingdom here for an eternal reward and I go I am going to invest as much as God has given me I'm investing it back into his kingdom. Everybody here has that opportunity. What and what you know, you can get invited to many different seminars to take advantage of business opportunities. But how would you like to take advantage of this one? And God is going to give you the investment that you need anyways. He's going to give you the investment of time and resources. All of the empowerment that you need 
to bring about what he's talking to you about. He's looking for decisions in this regard. He's, he's speak, throwing his word out there and giving an invitation to those who want to come up to that level where they will literally make him the full-time focus of their life. Yes, keep your job, like I said, and do all of those type of things. But give him your heart. Give him your commitment. That seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness. We need it back. Not in words, but in deed in the body of Christ. Don't come like so many did. Even when Jesus fed 4,000 and he fed 5,000. But I don't, they, they all ate up the natural food. It seems to me like not many really listened, even though they were there to hear the word of God. Not many beyond the meals that he provided took the invitation of the words that he was spoken and it was God speaking. Isn't that crazy? Let me come now. This is shocking. Okay? I, I, guys, I hope you know a lot of things happened that shocked. Like, but let me tell you what shocked me the most that I cannot believe that happened. I see it all the time. And I cannot, my brain can't quantify, can't make sense of it. People encounter God and he speaks directly to them. And tomorrow, not even a month, you know, it's not after prosecution that they turn back in. You know. Tomorrow, they go and listen to a man and walk away from the invitation that God has given them. And some of you guys know a few people that right here, that God encountered right here. Like they're sitting in their seat, seats, right? And they had an encounter with God. The poor preacher don't have a clue that they had an encounter with God. They came and tell me, this is what God said and did to them while they're sitting in the pews here. And communicated. And they felt his power. And now, they're not even in church. I don't see them again. Isn't that shocking? But it's also shocking when we see the power component of God, what he is capable of doing, right? And when he has expressed his love also for us, right? And we have seen how in every area provision has been made for us. And then we also still doubt. We still doubt. There is no memory. Think. Because of this system, not only in Canada, North America, but globally now, that is mammon. And many times in the pews, it's that system that is dictating how Christians operate. We are here, physically. And to some degree, we are here spiritually. But the full surrender, it's, you know, we are like, you know, we are like double-minded. Double-minded. And like I said earlier, double-mindedness can bring the supernatural. No, no. God is too powerful and mighty for that. Look at the sun. Ellen Musk and um, all of those guys that are trying to get up into the space. Get up there to see what's happening up there. And your Lord, after he fulfilled this business on the cross and came up out of the grave. Went up like that. If they wanted to know how up there looked, maybe they should ask him because he took the route all the way to heaven. How can we doubt our creator? How can we doubt him? It's love. How can we doubt him? When we see everything that he created for us to be sustained on the earth, the sun has not fallen out, oh God Almighty. The moon by night and the stars. 
Where is the man that can lay claim on those things? Where is that man? He does not live. It's the one that we call his name in songs on Sunday mornings. But we're not trusting him like we should. With everything, we hold back a little bit. We need to surrender, surrender, fully surrender and trust him. And we know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming down really close. We're having an intimate conversation this morning. Hello. Because I'm getting in your business a little bit, if you will. Okay? I'm looking in your eyes. And I'm saying that you can commit more to the kingdom. You can give up yourself more to Christ. Don't worry about me, him. It's his word and his invitation, right? It's not me making it up for you to get to do something for myself. That is not the point. He needs people globally in every church to commit more. We are the ones that are going to move the agenda, the expansion of the kingdom of heaven to accomplish his design. We need to cooperate to do that. We need to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. No, sometimes we don't even know what it means to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Because Sundays and Wednesdays and, and maybe a third or a fourth day, that is not enough either. No, it's not enough. In the book of Acts, they had a, a total focus on kingdom business. I'm telling you. Anywhere that they went to go do anything, it had some connection with kingdom business. That's what it means. Like there is no inspiration to do anything unless there's a God factor to it. Total switch. This is what the Lord wants us to do. Don't lose your job. Don't leave your job. Don't quit your business. Don't do anything like that. But give him your heart. Do you think you're not going to hear his voice and have encounters and all of those type of things when you're given to the Lord? And if you're not having the, those encounters and hearing his voice, those are the things, the idols that are separating you from him. Deal with those issues. I know the North American system, you know, especially when you're even from another country and you come here, it's like giants in the land. It eats you up, right? We can break out of it. We can break out of that mentality. No, it's not a permanent thing. It's a stronghold in your mind. And the mind is yours in Christ to take authority over by the grace of God and break down those strongholds and operate in liberty and freedom and power and that God, that's what God wants us to do yeah so if you ever if you have a money issue because the predominant thing over here is money well why don't you go home take a hundred dollar from the bank and just burn it and say there goes my fear when it comes down to money burn it I've cut up a few hundred dollars in I hope you know that just for the fun of it Cut them up. Like, fine. Ask my wife. No kidding. I'm like, this thing here, just for the fun of it, I'm going to cut it up. And throw it away. But don't waste too much, because God is not in the business of waste. That's a, that's a conversation that I had with him in regards to my fear. Okay? Okay, let's go to James uh, 4 to wrap it up. Wonderful people. I am so happy to see all your smiling faces and hungry hearts for the word of God this morning. Hello. It's my favorite time of the week to come here and mingle with the saints of God that are growing in wisdom and knowledge. Amen. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, with you guys also to defy the lying system that is out there, the system of mammon. I hope you're defying that system like me by the grace of God. We give him praise. He's the one that gives us the strength to do it. All honor and praise to Jesus. James 4 verses 1. Huh. It says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? 
you, lo you lost and you do not have. See that? That is why we're not committed. That is why we're still fishing because we are lusting at, after something else. Something else is that the devil put there. Okay? And just dangling it before your eyes. And it's keeping you and I. Well, I'm not saying me, because I gave it up. You're on your own if you're in that boat. Deal with that thing. Don't let it get don't let it be between you and your Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let it be there. Remove it. You lost and you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Like we see one war going on now. Right? Trying to take another man's territory. And destroying lives that God created in the middle of it. No regard. That's selfish thing. What is the difference between a guy that comes from my country and a guy that comes from another country? Or isn't it the same guy looking for a life? Right? Why would you go on selfishness? All of the wars and all of those things come from lusting. Don't want anything to do with the eternal kingdom of God. Not in the body of Christ. We're eliminating those things out of the pews. And the people of God are committing their hearts to the Lord. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. See? You do not ask. You have not because you ask not. Let me tell you. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. To who? When you give him your heart. When you give him your surrender. At that moment, your prayers become a sweet smell in heaven. Hello. And angels begin to float out of the cosmos to bring you rewards. Get rid of fear. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. See that? Why do we not get our prayers answered? We ask amiss. Wrong motives. Wrong intentions. No kingdom mindedness in that. Pure selfishness. Why would God give us? That you may spend it on your pleasures. And verses 4, adulterers and, ad and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? We Christians are too cozy with the world. We are too cozy because we are having conversations with them and they are influencing us. We are too cozy because the same things that they regard and value. Maman, because of that close interaction, we value those things too. We can't even finish our meal before we begin to think where the next one is coming from. And one is in the mouth. That's how they teach you in North America. You know? Go get it. Get all you can, can all you get, and then sit on the can. Read. And let me tell you, when you come into this kingdom, the Lord will bless you with it anyway. He will give you increase as you steward it properly. He will give you increase. And you know what? You will literally, you don't have no regard for it. There's too much value in the relationship. What a beautiful thing when you know Christ. There's too much value in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Okay? For anything material to come in you in the way. So if he says get rid of the material thing. You get rid of the material thing fast. Because the value is in the relationship. Amen. Is, is the Lord making his point this morning? Are adjustments being made this morning? Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity? with God. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Oh God. Why are they not preaching the word of God in the, pew, in, the, in, the, in the churches? Why are they not preaching the truth of the word of God in the churches? 
for all of those grace men and grace messages that only want to talk about prosperity and your best life now. Valuing the very things that the world values. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. I want to be a friend of God. Or do you not think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. What is he yearning for? What is the spirit of God in you yearning for? For your commitment to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. For your surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Total. The spirit of God that dwells in us yearns for the moment when we will totally surrender to the Lord. Oh my King and my God. The same Holy Spirit in the book of Genesis that breathe on the water, move on the water. Oh my King and my God. Why are we not seeing? But he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Maybe we need to get humble again. Right? Because it's pride. Because people are going to see us a certain way. You know? I have to sell um, the Mercedes Benz and drive uh, or maybe take the bus. Oh Lord, God forbid. What are my neighbors going to think? Are you okay? Are, are, are you okay? Your, 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 your husband still lives here? Free yourself from slavery, from bondage. You have one master and his name is Jesus Christ. Do what pleases him. And tell your, your neighbor, go back in his house. And go chill on a cup of coffee. Or, may, or better yet, I met God. I'm serving him now. I, found, I find more comfort and peace in him than the material things that you think that makes and that gives me an identity verses 7 and then we'll wrap it up guys therefore submit to God we need to go back and look at the definition of submit what does submit means oh my king totally total surrender total surrender to the Lordship of Christ and the Spirit of God the Holy Spirit oh my God the Spirit of truth let this message not be preached to you again let it be the last time that this message will be preached to you let it be someone else because this is the Word of God that is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword it's powerful Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Oh God, do you not want the devil? Do you know? Do you don't, don't you want to see the tail of the devil? He has a ugly tail. And you, God will open your eyes that you might see him on his way. Being delivered out of your life once and for all. I hope you know, if you have a demon arresting your life, you are keeping the demon there. You, are, you have an environment that is conducive to a devil. Because we are defying God in an era of our life. If there is fear, if there is those spirits of depression, all of those things that are associated with mammon. Hello. You have a nice little cage for the devil. Read yourself at that today. I don't, listen. Sometimes I go to the mall. I'm careful how I enter the mall. Eh? Sometimes I enter through stores because I don't want to see certain images. Because they know what to promote. How to promote. What to show you at the entrance gates of the malls. I'm like, like this. I don't think I'm all that big and strong and mighty and powerful, you know, that I can overcome. I just don't go into certain environments. I don't stay too long. I go to, into the sneaker store. I'm looking for sneakers and I hear the music. I go, I'm out. I'm buying this thing online. 
oh, you know, I shouldn't even buy from this company. Yet they're going to play this dirt in my ear. I don't go into the secular space and environments. And it's exciting in my home. I love it. Why? I'm fellowshipping with God. Who can tell me that's boring? Send the fool. Ha! What the fool says in his heart, there is no God. It's a beautiful thing to be in the body of Christ. It's a beautiful thing to have a relationship with him. And no, God is saying, consecrate yourself unto me. Consecration. Dedication. To our Lord. He did too much for us. He who knew no sin became sin. That the righteousness of God might be fulfilled in us. 2,000 years ago, our master, our Lord, took our shame and our disgrace and he nailed it to that cross. Ha! Oh, felt like a gunshot there. That one's from heaven. He nailed it to that cross. Let's honor him and the spirit of God that is inside of us. He's jealous he's jealous for us we must go back to God but we must go back to God wholeheartedly wholeheartedly you know it really pains the heart of God I hope you know you know it pains the heart of God for his kids for his children it burns him I tell you that it it it, it aches his heart not only for the ones that are lost but the ones that won't come into total surrender and fellowship with him. Yeah. The ones that, are, that won't allow him to do what he wants to do inside of us. And he has to watch us year after year after year navigate this world system. Right? And he yearns for that fellowship and that relationship. Every single one of us He's yearning for us to come into intimacy and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And he watches as we come here on Sunday mornings and hear his word that is quick and powerful. And he doesn't live in time. So he knows how long it will last. Even now the Lord knows that for some people they won't get to Tuesday before this perspective is lost. Others, by Thursday, it'll be gone. And sometimes, next week, some people, we won't even see them. No memory, no continuity, no love for God. Where is your love for God? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Where is that? If you love Him like that. That's what He commands us to do, you know. And you will fulfill every other thing if you do that. And love your neighbor as yourself. God is calling us back. He's calling us back to that place. Some of us are going there. We're going there. Because that love that he has for us, oh, it's resonating in our hearts even now. You can feel it. It's palpable in the ear. You can feel his love. Oh, Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Purify your hearts. Double-mindedness, oh God. Lack of faith. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Impossible. We must move now to the realm of faith and trust in God once and for all and stay there sustained faith not the faith that quit when a little challenge comes no that is the time you go on your knees huh. that's why God put the bend right here lament and mourn and weep 
Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. God will lift you up out of this humility. He will lift you up out of this surrender. Oh God, that's what he wants to do. That when he lifts you up, oh! his kingdom will expand through you. He still answers prayers. He still increases men on the earth. It was his design before the devil polluted it. We learn well in the secular school. It's time now to learn well in the school of the spirit. Let's not take the weeks, the messages that God is giving us. Huh! Let's not take them and disregard them. Let's not take them and minimize them. Let them stay with you as you go home and fight. Fight. Only be those strong and courageous and fight throughout the weekdays. Fight every other influence, every other voice that comes your way. Get up as a man and a woman and fight that God really lives inside of you. And don't lay down to the devil. And let he steals your destiny and your eternal reward. And you go upstairs if you do make it. Because many of us will not make it. Huh! Because lukewarm people don't make it to heaven. Because the Bible talks about the fearful and the unbelieving. It's not just the warmongers. The fearful and the unbelieving. Huh! They had their part in the lake of fire also. That is breaking the law of God. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You have to assert yourself on this planet called hurt. You must assert yourself in Christ. And understand your identity. And don't settle for, for sports game after work. Don't set, settle for the cultural things that you do after you come home from work. Shake yourself like Samson did and find something to do in God. Don't listen to those conversations huh, at work about the, the game that come, that's coming on tonight. To watch some little dot like this called a puck. I once went to the game, I couldn't even see the thing. I'm like, do I need binoculars? They should have sell me a, they should have given me a binoculars to see the thing on the ice. Everybody's cheering and I didn't even see when the thing going to go. And I got 2020 vision. And for the bas basketball players, all that dunks, it's all over now, guys. It's time to focus on God. Fully focus on God. If you name the name of Christ, don't just go to church. Pray and ask God for encounters. Fast and ask God for encounters. And give him your heart in totality. That is the word that God has placed on my heart. That Heaven's Lighthouse Ministries, this ministry here, might be, might be a blaze in the city of London. We have not, listen, we have, since we came, we have not taken one step back. No, we are right on par. We are right on time with what God is doing. And it's happening. And I said, man, this thing is happening or I'm kicking the bucket quick. No kidding. I just don't want to feel any pain when I die. Take me quick, Lord. But apart from that, I, if, if, if this vision that God has given me don't come to pass, I guarantee you, I'm praying that God would kill me early. I'm praying that God would take me off of the earth. What am I going to do down here and do? Buy houses and cars and buy burgers and steaks? If it's not for the kingdom business, my work here is done. I'm going to do like Elijah do. But no, my work is not done. Because God already spoken the vision. This is just making it come up. Let it manifest. I can't find anything down here to entertain me anymore. Soccer can't do it. Basketball can't do it. Business can't do it. Becoming a millionaire can't do it. Becoming a billionaire can't do it. 
nothing down here interests me anymore. I hope you guys are saying the same thing. God has already made accommodation for what we will need. Let's go on with the kingdom business now. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. And I thank you, Lord, that your people are here. And I thank you, Lord, that you're assembling a group of people, oh God, even in this city, because you have a move. Oh, you have a work, oh Lord God. And I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that they're opening their hearts to your Holy Spirit today, oh, that you might change us accordingly, oh Lord. That we might have clean hands and a pure heart. For no man can touch the ark of God with dirty hands. You're, you're showing us, oh God, the lines of demarcation, the lines of separation from the world system, oh God, that we on many occasions are entertaining as we sit in your church, as we sit in the pews. Ha! And there's no more in your body, no more in your church, oh God, and we will not accommodate that in this ministry. For you're deserving of our total surrender. For you are God. You are the sovereign God of the universe that created everything, O oh Lord, in perfection. Yes. Empower your people this morning. Empower us, O oh Lord, huh! that our minds might be totally focused on you, O oh Lord, and that we will do nothing without the leading of the Spirit of God. Yes. Disconnect us from everything. Huh! That is stealing us from you. Yes, Lord. Oh, we praise and adore you today. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, that we can come in this building and mention your name. Enough. It's a blessing, oh God. It's a blessing, my Father. We bless you today. We honor you. Go with your people, oh Lord. Protect and guide and keep them, oh Lord Jesus. And I pray, oh God, that they would be filled on the inner man with strength this week as they seek you in a sustained way, O oh Lord, that they would be reminded of the words that you spoke to them even this morning. And help us to be a blessing to others as we go, Father. And we give you praise and thanks in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God.